Welcome in to the LP and FP show, week nine of the NFL season. The Redskins are absolutely, I don't even know what the word is. I mean, completely embarrassed to the Atlanta Falcons. 38-14, final score. FP, thank you for joining me. I know it's really hard to be on these podcasts when there's really nothing positive to talk about. Let's let's look at this from like an analytical view and, and not not be fans and let's evaluate this game. What are your initial thoughts, FP? They are who we thought they are or were, the Washington Redskins and everyone suspect of their five and two record. They came out and they proved all those doubters right. We are trash, and our boy Joe wanted Alex to air out the ball and get some passing yards. Well, guess what? He aired out the ball today, and it did absolutely nothing because we're a team that as soon as we go down, we have no way of coming back, and we're forced to air out the ball. And we did just that, and Maurice Harris has a great game. And the fact that Maurice Harris has a great game shows you how bad this game was. No, FP, I'm sorry. Nobody had a great game. This was an absolute disaster. Adrian Peterson had 17 rushing yards. Alex Smith, 307 yards, a pick. I mean... We'll, we'll get to game balls and, and what we'll call um, call-outs in a little bit later in the show, but the defense, who was supposed to be the strength of this team, who was supposed to be shored up by bringing in HaHa Clinton Dix this week, absolutely embarrassed by Julio Jones, absolutely embarrassed by Tevin Coleman, absolutely embarrassed by Matt Ryan, Mohamed Sanu. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. This defense is just not that good. Now, I know Dunny was in, got the interception, and then quickly was out for the rest of the game with, with his shin injury, his foot injury, whatever it is. But we have to take a look at this as, as a kind of a whole, and the whole product of the Redskins is just not good. Injuries played a huge part in today's game. Uh, Trent Williams already out. Now we're here for like four weeks. Morgan Moses got injured. Uh, Ty Inseki, backup uh, tackle, came in. Played, what, two or three positions today? And then gets injured. Jerron Christian, you know, raw talent, just not ready for NFL action right now. Tony Bergstrom, same thing. Injuries are starting to mount up for this offensive line. And what the strength of the Redskins team was running the ball behind a, a huge offensive line is now in, in question. I, injuries did play a huge part, but more concerning was our defense was healthy. There was no injuries well, no, unhealthy. No, Dunny, Dunny was out. I no, mean, all right, fine. So, he's so, our, he's so, our best so, corner. So Dunny's out, but what? how does that mean that the Atlanta Falcons, who suck at rushing the football, get 145 yards or whatever rushing on the game? How does our run game disappear against a team that doesn't have an elite running back threat? Yeah. I, I, did they overlook the, the Falcons' run game, or is this just hey, the game plan was let's try to stop the receivers and let the run game go. And and obviously, you, you couldn't do either today. I mean, it, it's concerning because your 5-2 and two record came on the backs of your defense. And, and they were doing a good job up until this week. And all of a sudden, we can't get off the field on third down. Atlanta's 77% on third down conversions, 10 for 13 and they just had their way with us. And it, it's surprising to me that this team, we all knew that Atlanta had a fantastic offense. But 
honestly, this this is basically the Saints game all over again where if you have a high-potent passing offense, we have no answer for you. Sure, we can theoretically shut down the rush, but not if you're going to be passing it all over us. And I don't know what's happening. And and if, if our amazing Bama wall and our linemen and all those guys are... Or, or I don't know. I don't know what happens when the passing attack goes out, oh, not our way and those guys just are unable to do anything on the field. And the middle of the field and Mason Foster and all those, nothing's happening. We just we just freeze. We freeze and the offense has their way against us. Look, you, you can't call this game a trap game because Atlanta coming into to the game, I mean, uh, three and four or three and three, whatever they were, they're not as bad as some of the other teams that we played, and they're not. I I I refuse to call it a trap game. We knew that that Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu, Calvin Ridley. These are like this is the best passing attack, one of the best passing attacks in the league right now. So you can't tell me that Atlanta was trash. Atlanta came in and and no, I'm, given, I'm saying the Redskins are trash. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that Atlanta is actually a good team and. Uh, and I think the Redskins are just not as good as we thought they were. The 5-2 and two record, I wanted to believe, was something real and something that we could carry forward. But sadly, it looks like we needed this loss and we needed to come back down to earth. And it, it's unfortunate that that's the fact that we can't go ahead and, and just string together more and more and more wins. It always looks like once we start getting that momentum and everyone kind of starts buying in and, and analysts are picking us to win and all this stuff happens and then boom, you come out and you throw out a dud. And don't be fooled by the stat line of Alex Smith and this offense. Every single play was garbage play. Every single offensive play was essentially garbage time play. No, I mean, you can't say that. No, there, there it, were some drives that you can actually look at the Redskins and say, hey, they, they sustained a passing attack. And you saw that in the third quarter, you got the first but touchdown in the third quarter. But you have to realize this. This is against one of the worst passing defenses in the league. And it took us halfway into the third to establish that passing attack when our backs were against the wall and we were down either two or three touchdowns. Like, yeah, we got the passing game going against an awful pass defense when our backs were against the wall and we had no other choice. Adrian Peterson was non-existent. Was that because of the line? No, because right before those injuries, guess what? He still wasn't running the ball well. We just no, did not. A- Adrian come out Peterson prepared. didn't have his touches today, and that's a key indicator of the failures of the Redskins' offensive game plan. We know that the Redskins are good when it, the ball is fed through Adrian Peterson and the game is run through the, the running attack. I'm, and Jay Gruden called a, called a game today that was non-existent in the run game. I mean, Adrian Peterson had like, what, two touches in the first three or four drives? Capri Ribs had, had um, what, one or two runs in the first three? Like, the run game was just not there. It was not part of the game plan. And that's a failure of the offensive game plan. Very simple. Jay Gruden called a bad game. The Redskins' offense executed a bad game. The defense just got destroyed, and maybe they were, you know, thinking that they were there was something that they really weren't, uh, and you know, calling themselves whatever they called themselves. Uh, what's what's the name for the that the, they call in the defensive line? Whatever it is, they're just they're just not that good of a, of a defense. And I, I think the stats weeks one through eight were, were in our favor. 
because we you know we stopped uh, McCaffrey and and so, Saquon Barkley and so Ezekiel the, Elliott and, and whatever it is. But uh, Tevin Coleman had what a hundred something yards in the third quarter. The the question now is: Are we fundamentally a bad team, or can we look at this as an off week where you all of a sudden come back against Fitzmagic and you come back against whoever else the Texans and and you put up great defensive stop? Was this a dud, or is this the team that we're expecting? To see where we'll get a couple good defensive showings, and then we'll just come out and and completely shit the bed and and look look like we did against the Saints, and now and now this team, the, the Falcons, we just we did not look like an NFL team. Special teams was good, cool. Uh, Nothing else. To to answer your question, I think we have to uh, divide that into two pieces: offense and defense. Offensively, I think we struggle. And, and it's very evident that we struggle. We don't get Adrian Peterson the ball. We struggle. But I will say that the passing game actually was there today. It, uh, Mo Harris had 100 yards. Josh Doxson had a few good catches. Paul Richardson had some yards. Um, Vernon Davis, same thing. They were so, an but, awful but here's the pass thing. defense, though. Yeah. Yes, awful I understand this is an awful pass defense, but sometimes you need an awful pass defense to get your passing game going. And if you can string together, take a look at that and say, you know what, we can actually throw the ball as well. Let's, so let's go back to our basics. You're let's, going Homer, and you're thinking next no. week we come out and we'll have a more even attack, and the passing game will look a little bit better because of today. No, That's I don't think so. Me? No, I don't think so. I think you go back to your game plan and you say. Our offense runs through running the ball. We run the ball well, and we play well. We run the ball, and then we that opens up the pass game a little bit. And now that you know you have some receivers and you, some timing issues with Alex Smith and the receivers, to me, kind of look like they're starting to work out. Yes, today it, it wasn't a good showing, but it was still not as bad as what we've seen in the past weeks. You look at like the Saints game or the Colts game, and you see that passing attack, and you're like, this is abysmal. This is horrible. But you look at today's, and you're like, there's something that can be worked with this. I, I, and maybe I understand Jay, your, what you're saying, but you need to realize it was a horrible pass defense. If you think Maurice Harris... And what were the Colts? What were the Colts? The Colts were just as bad. The Colts were worse at pass defense. But if you're telling, we me, move the if ball you're telling me that the Aegis Wonder, Vernon Davis, Maurice Harris, and somehow Doxon, who likes to taunt but not really taunt and get a BS penalty... If you're going to tell me that that's going to work now from now on because we had this disgusting loss, I don't know what game you're watching. You had your third, fourth, and fifth best receivers do a good job against a trash pass defense. I didn't say that all of a sudden your pass game is going to start clicking. I'm saying that you take baby steps. When, when you're... Pass defense is as bad, or pass offense is as bad as the Redskins have been in the past weeks. You have to look at the, the small things and say, what can we work with? And that is something <laughs> that you can work with. That is something that, uh, you, as t- as weeks go on and as Alex is able to get timing rhythm with his receivers, it's going to get a little bit and a little bit and a little bit better. So, so by you the combine end of the that, season, Alex will be good and we'll be 8-8. Eight and eight. You combine that with a good running game and a good defense and that could can be a recipe for success it's we're not quite there yet but we're not as bad as we were the past week we're making we're, small strides we're worse this week than we were last week especially defense, defensively I, we're worse i'm talking about we're talking about pass offense here you big donk again i don't want to hear about our pass offense working on a trash pass defense 
FP. This is the NFL. There's no such thing as trash. You are trash. You cannot play defense. But these are NFL teams. Uh, Every look, NFL look, team no, no, can no, play no, defense. No. Every NFL team can play offense. Look, not, look, there is pause, no such thing as pause, complete trash. Pause. There are teams that are that play better than the other. Pretend, pretend we are Atlanta Falcon loyalists and we're the media for the Atlanta Falcons. Do you honestly expect them to come in and be like, man, our past defense was great. Next week, we're going to be able to shut down whoever the hell they're playing. And and because of this game, our past defense is now on the right. No, everyone's going to be like, yeah, it was against the Washington Redskins and their awful passing offense. And then Alex Smith, you can't connect with anyone with trash receivers. That's so, why our passing so defense is good. Let's reverse that then. Let's take that and reverse that. The Redskins had the number four rush defense. And all of a sudden, Atlanta comes in and rushes for 124 yards. Is that Does that all of a sudden mean that we're the worst rush defense ever? And people are going to be like, oh, you know, it's the Redskins rush defense? No. Sometimes teams lay duds. Sometimes teams play up. Sometimes teams play down. It, the, the point is that in but an you, NFL caliber game with with the Atlanta Falcons, our Falcons are a good team. But you They're have not a to bad look, team. You have to look at your whole season so far and what's clear is when we face an offense that is pass heavy, pass first with real weapons. Green Bay our, Packers. Our defense. Oh, you, broken, Green Bay Packers. Broken Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay Packers. Broken Aaron Rodgers. Don't don't give me that doo doo. Like you, broken Aaron Rodgers. You give me Andrew Luck, who's one of the best with his touchdown uh, passes this year, and they had a pass heavy attack against us. New Orleans Saints came out, demolished us. Look, the Matt Fal- Ryan the came Falcons- out. Dem- Look, what I'm trying to say is. This defense, so far this season, has proven that if you're going to come out with a game plan of airing it out against us, everything breaks. Your pa- your your rush defense breaks, your containment breaks, your secondary breaks, your middle linebackers can't do anything. Everything breaks, and we get down quick and freak out, and assignments are missed, and penalties pile up, and Josh Norman goes for a BSPI on Julio Jones that didn't need to happen because he got overthrown, and then you give up three points. You do all this stuff when you're going against a pass-heavy offense. And guess what? Sadly, Fitzmagic is a thing, and he has weapons, and Mike Evans will destroy us, and Deshaun Jackson will destroy us. And then next week, you have uh, uh, the Texans coming in. Deshaun Watson will run it all over us. DeAndre Hopkins will destroy us. They just got Demarius Like What I'm trying to say is, we need to address the defense as a whole and not just be like, oh, all right, great rush defense. Oh, great. We brought in haha Clinton Dix. It, there's something in your scheming that's falling apart when you go against a pass-heavy offense. And that's what you need to address. The, the defense needs to be addressed, but that's not the pain point of this team right now. The pain point of this team is clearly the offense. I it's agree. It's very simple. I agree. But you're the you're over here telling me that our offense is is clicking. I didn't say it's clicking. I said it's <laughs> making small strides. It's taking baby steps. Okay, I don't want baby steps. This is the NFL. You can't give me baby steps. I want productivity. You're, you're not going to go from zero to hundred in a week. You're not going to go from zero to hundred in a half a season. Honestly, even. at this point, I'd take zero to sixty. All right. Well, I'm telling you, you're going from zero to ten. That's and, not going to cut and, it in the NFL. Oh, at least you're not going negative. You're not going backwards. Are we not going backwards? After today's game, can you tell me we're not going backwards? The offense As a whole, right now, can you tell me we're not going backwards? No, the Falcons are a good team. They kicked our butt. The, well, the what Falcons are a 500 team, and they didn't kick our butt. They destroyed us. Destroyed us. So what's your so according to FP's outlook, do the Redskins lose out because all, all of a sudden the defense sucks and the offense sucks and, and what? Would would it surprise you that 
we would lose to Tampa Bay? No. Would it surprise you if we lost to Houston? No. Would it surprise you if we can't sweep the Cowboys? No. Would it surprise you if the Eagles sweep us? No. So what do you got left? One more Giants game? Cool. The Jaguars? Cool. That's it. I, I, I okay. <laughs> so we're back to we're, we're going to be what, a five and eleven team. Is that what you're saying? Okay, six and eleven because we're going to be the Giants. Uh, we'll we'll be uh, seven and nine, eight and eight. And that's what we all predicted at the beginning of the season. So yeah, what's but, the problem? but the problem is you started five and two, and 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 Joe and Stevie hit on this. It's horny for Zorny all over again. You you get this great start with this no BS completely team. disagree. Horny for Zordy was was year one of a, of a system. This system has been in place for five years. You cannot compare that's Jay. That's worse. You cannot. Go, you can't compare <laughs> Jay Gruden to Horny for Zordy. That's that's not a, a good thing that you just said. <laughs> okay, you have a new quarterback. You have new receivers. Like well, so not, so then is it a new system? So it's not a new system, but it's still new. It's not new to the organization. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. The Redskins got their butts kicked. And, and more importantly than that is the injuries. And Trent Williams being out for four weeks, Ty Insecki being injured, Morgan Moses being injured, Brendan Sheriff being injured. Like, this is 2017 all over again is hey, exactly at this time. Dan Snyder, I'm, I'm 6'2", 350 pounds. I'm ready to come in and, and give you some holding penalties. <laughs> if, that's what you, if that's what you're putting on the field, bring this fat ass in. I'll give you a couple holding penalties because... Apparently that's all we're good for. Talking about penalties, 140 was 147 yards of penalties is absolutely insane. Like the Redskins, I I, I want to say they didn't come out focused, and and I'll say it, they didn't come out focused. And I want to uh, throw this question over to you, and I, I have some pretty strong thoughts on it. The Redskins had Club DJ or Club what what do they call it? Club Gruden on Friday, where where they bring in the DJ and they're all loose and stuff like that. Do you think that has an effect on the preparedness of the team come Sunday? Yes, and I think when the media is spinning stories about haha Clinton Dix and the Washington Post is writing articles about DJ Swearinger sitting in the film room and playing Bone Dogs in Harmony and and studying film for 17 hours a day and, and going hard and being convinced. And then you talk about how your Bama boys are, are driven and don't want a loss and are always looking forward to stopping the run. If your players are saying all this stuff and the media is relaying this, Club Gruden shouldn't be a thing. Club J shouldn't be a thing. Jay Gruden should be like, all right, you guys want to keep going at it 110%. We're going to go at it 110% every practice. And I don't want to take away from Jay Gruden because I like him as a coach and I like him as a play caller. But you know how we always say you need a hard-ass coach and then when you have a hard-ass coach, you say you need a player's coach. That's where we are right now. And I don't know what the answer is because a hard-ass coach will destroy this team and its vibe and a player's coach, which is what we're currently dealing with, can maybe get you get you by, but you're going to get this every third or fourth week you're going to get your players relaxing and they're going to come in and then boom huge loss and then you're going to assume next week 110 percent at practice and then we're going to come out confuse everybody and probably look like a solid team but why can't we need to figure out how to go week by week consistently yeah if you could figure that out please let jay and bruce and and doug and the whole staff know because 
I don't think they can figure out. I don't think anybody in the media can figure out. Everyone's up, everyone comes up on their high horse and yelling and screaming and, you know, Alex sucks and Adrian Peterson's old and, you know, Josh Oxen can't catch the ball, all, all these types of things. But if there was a solution that was easy and it's like, hey, you put in extra 30 minutes of practice every day, then they would have been figured out. And no one can figure that out. So everyone needs to, to chill out a little bit, get off their high horse, and just like, wait and, and, and trust the team that, you know, maybe they'll be able to turn something around. Can I, can I, what if I state it this way? How about you have to earn Club J? So, yeah, you got three games in a row. You became five and two. Cool. But you did it by the, the, the skin of your teeth in all three games, Right. That shouldn't be enough to earn you Club J. That should be, if anything, a dictating fact that, hey, guys, we have something here, but we need to work that much harder to, to make it real. Personally, I, I think these are grown-ass men, and if they want to have a DJ at practice, let them have a DJ at practice. If you come out and looking like shit today like you did, then you know what? Jay Gruden and Greg Minuski, you got to take the players who look like shit and say, hey, you're going to sit out for a, for a drive or two, just like what they did with Norman earlier. Because, uh, you know, we're, we're all adults and they're all adults and no one likes to be told what you have to do and what you can't do. Let them do, like, let them be adults, but treat them like adults and hold them accountable. And that's what I don't see from this coaching so, staff. So, all right. Holding well, players accountable. Well, let's segue into that. Who is getting game balls and who's getting call outs right now? No one gets a game ball. Nobody gets a game ball. I mean, I guess if you're gonna you're gonna have to pick somebody, I would maybe say Mo Harris, the first hundred yard game of his career. I, I look. I, I like to look for silver lining, so I'll agree with you on Mo Harris. I'll say, but then again, that's not a game ball. That's like a that that's a, a golf clap. It's, Let's give him a uh, well, golf clap. All right, golf clap. All right. So Mo Harris gets a golf clap. Doxson. Aside from the BS penalty, I'm gonna give him a golf clap because he had a couple drops early in the game. And then he made some clutch catches, and, and it looks like that back shoulder fade touchdown. That was huge, and we've been waiting to see that come from Doxon and Alex Smith. So golf clap to them. Uh, I would also give almost a golf clap to Vernon Davis. Uh, he had a, a, a few, like there was the one drive where it was all him, got the touchdown in the third quarter. So I'll give him almost a golf clap for that. The reason why I don't give him the golf clap is the interception was completely on him. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to argue that. But and then now, now let's go to call-outs. This is well, the fun well, part. The call-outs, we're going to call everybody out. But before we do that, I, I'll give, I won't give a golf clap. What's below a golf clap? Maybe a pat on the back? Uh, a head nod acknowledgement. A head nod acknowledgement to, to Alex <laughs> Smith. You can do better. You will do better. Keep, keep working hard, and it'll come. I, I'm, not, I'm not in the, hey, Colt McCoy's time to no, no, play quarterback. Look, like, none of that If crap. anybody out there thinks Colt McCoy is the answer, just stop following this team and go watch a different sport. I'm pretty sure, sure Joe, your boy, wanted to trade for uh, Blake Bortles. Yeah. I mean, I, that's just insane and ridiculous and, and actually look, really stupid. Alex Smith, while he did pass for 306 yards, which everybody's been waiting for him to pass for more than six yards, he... Did one thing today that was amazing yet horrible at the same time. And he essentially pulled the Carson Wentz, looked like he was going to get sacked, rolled out, ran down the field for what looked like 30, 40 yards, but then he took the hit. So great job escaping, running. He still has the wheels. If you doubted he had the wheels, he had the wheels today. But just go out of bounds. 
I mean, just don't, don't just go out of bounds. Why, why did you take the hit? It's, yeah, it's it the little things with Alex Smith. Definitely got bailed out because that would have, I mean, if I was on the sideline, concussion protocol right away. I mean, yeah. his, his I head mean, was turned sideways. He bounced right back up. I mean, he's a veteran, so it, the, but he, that's, he knows what he's doing. That's been the problem but. with Alex Smith is it's the little things, right? Is he a veteran quarterback? Yes. Is he safe with the ball? Yes. Does he have the ability to push the ball? Yes. But it's the little things like being flushed out of the pocket, wanting to get rid of the ball, throwing it into Adrian Peterson's back. Okay, I understand what you're going for there, but clearly Adrian Peterson's back is facing you. Maybe there's something else you can do there. Maybe you throw it out of bounds. It's the little things that's driving this fan base crazy. So those are the game balls, what we said. Um, Mo Harris, Vernon Davis... Uh, a little bit of a golf clap for Vernon Davis, was it? And and maybe a, a an Alex Smith pat on the back. You can do better next time, but let's just do the call-outs. I mean, aside from just saying offense, defense, and special teams, coaching, fans, everything, um, Let's. what are your thoughts? Josh Norman. Again. Again, Josh Norman. You can't give me that one Panthers game where it looks like you prepared and looks like you came to play, and then every other week you have a huge, stupid penalty or you get blown by a, a, a stupid route that you should be able to recognize and, and, and stop. Josh Norman, you're getting called out. You're trash. You are trash. Fabian Moreau, you are trash as well. You played horrible. Your receiver was wide open all game. There was nothing that I could see from you that that said you should be a starting slot corner in this league. You are getting called out. Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, you're getting called out. Matt Ioannidis came in there. He got his sack. He did what he needed to do for a fifth-round pick. Where were you two today? What did you guys do today? You got gashed. You got ran down the throat, and you couldn't stop anything. You're getting called out. Sean Laval, Sean Laval, we thought you were back. We thought you were supposed to be healthy. You played all of 1.5 plays. You were on a wheelchair on the sidelines. You cannot, you cannot be a big guard and be taken off in a wheelchair. I know you're, you're injured, whatever it is, but you got to do better. You are getting called out. I think that covers it, unless we want to go Greg Minuski and Jay Gruden. Greg Minuski, Jay Gruden, you put together one of the worst game plans we have seen all year. Jay Gruden, you didn't run the ball. You have the fourth best rusher in the league, and you gave the ball to him, like, what, nine times? You are getting called out. Greg Minuski, you had one job. Stop the Falcons' offense. You didn't even come close. They punted twice. You didn't even come close to stopping the Falcons' offense. Greg Minuski, Jay Gruden, you are getting called out. I can think of one more. Let's hear it. Redskins training staff. <laughs> there are so many injuries. Oh, man. This has been going there back for so years. There are so many injuries. I don't care what new facility you built in Ashburn. It is not helping. Players are not come. They don't come on Sunday ready to get hit. Redskins training staff. I don't know what it is, but you're getting called out. You have got to do better at, at rehab at getting these players ready, stretching, whatever it is, Redskins training staff, you are getting called out. Looking forward, 
I kind of gave you my synopsis of the season, my worst case scenario synopsis of the season of us essentially going seven and nine, maybe eight and eight, if we can get one over the Cowboys and the Jaguars. What do you think happens from now? What What is our answer to this game? We saw how we answered against the Saints. We came out against a very good Panthers team, and we took care of business. Now we get a mediocre, maybe less Tampa team with legit weapons and a, and a crazy quarterback that likes to air it out but also likes to throw his picks. So what do you think happens against Tampa Bay? Tampa is an up-and-down team, just like the Redskins are. Tampa does not have the history of being a good team with their coaching staff, with their front office, all that kind of stuff. Deshaun Jackson asked for a trade last week, didn't get traded, he's still on the team. I look at it as they are a game, maybe even a half, away from having to blow this whole thing up. Jameis Winston, earlier this week, the report was that he's not necessarily benched for the whole year. So there's a lot of turmoil in that locker room. I see the Redskins having a hard week of practice and coming out. And just like in Redskins fashion, you have a horrible game, you come out, you have a good game. I think the Redskins get get back on track in, in Tampa. And I just Will I this, look at the schedule going ahead and I, I have a hard time believing if uh, this is all there's a huge caveat here. We'll see what the, the injury report says. If the offensive line can get healthy, and that may mean bringing in a player in the middle of the week, but if the offensive line can stay healthy, I think the Red, the the Redskins still own their own destiny. I think the schedule is on their side, and I just I, it's hard for me to take this one game because I think the Falcons are a good team and say that the Redskins are absolute trash. With that caveat in mind of the the health, the the injury report, do you think Tampa Bay and Washington Redskins? Do you think that game? Do you think we get our first blowout win, or is it going to be another nail bite? No, I don't think the Redskins blow anybody out all season. It'll be another, you know, under seven point game. You, so, so essentially, a nail biter. I I see it the same as every other win that we have. We come out in the first half, you know, put up twenty one points. Second half, lay a dud, uh, twenty four points maybe, and you know, hold Tampa to under twenty. Can I can I change my tune? This is our show, so I'm I'm gonna change our my tune here. No, you can't Some, do that. No, somehow, you gotta st- stick by what you said before. Somehow throughout this entire discussion, and this is gonna be the Homer in me. Somehow throughout this entire podcast, I've convinced him. Something flipped in my mind. No, specifically with Tampa Bay, and I think it's because I reminded myself just how much Fitzpatrick likes to throw interceptions. Due to defense with a quarterback that likes to take careless shots down the field i think yeah i mean they 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 lost to the panthers 42 28 i think dj swearinger another week of haha clinton dixon practice and josh norman who who knows he messed up today i think between those three you get maybe three picks and those three picks when you get your ball back and you go against that trash defense with what LP was saying, with a little bit more confidence in your passing game somehow, I think you turn those into maybe 15 points. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm just not ready to throw in the towel on this team. That's all I know right now. And like I said, I think injuries are a huge part. Dunny needs to come back. 
We saw um, Danny Johnson take uh, reps at cornerback over Greg Stroman today when Dunny was out. Not sure if that's, yeah, that's not a good thing. I, I, there's no, there's no way around it. Something's got to happen. Um, and and Dunny coming back and only playing a half, getting a, getting an interception, but only playing what, a few drives, maybe a half, maybe a quarter. It's just not a good sign. I'll tell you what, I'm I'm excited to see how the Bama boys and the Greek freak of D.C., Matt Ioannidis, respond to such a horrible showing this week. I'm excited to see what kind of attitude they bring into the week for practice and, and what kind of translates from this week to ne- next week. I, I honestly, I love the guys, and they are elite talent. And I'm convinced and I'm hoping that they come in and they just shut down Tampa Bay completely. Like, I'm talking 20 yards rushing the game. Yeah, uh, who's their running back? Peyton Barber? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who the running back is at this point. I think these guys come in with uh, an attitude this week that is, we're sorry, it's on us, it's not going to happen again. Yeah, that's very possible. Let's put a bow on the show. We've got a lot of exciting content coming up this week. Uh, FP, do you want to plug some of your Cap stuff? Cap's had two heartbreaking losses um, over the last week, but they're still a very good team, very high-scoring team. I'm not too concerned about them right now. We have a little bit of injuries, and uh, Wilson is due to come back in about six or seven games now, so... The, the Caps are looking up, um, and I'm going to flip it to LP, and he'll let you know about that other D.C. team that's not really doing anything. Look, man, it's been a really tough week for D.C. sports fans. When the Redskins lose today, the Caps lost two straight, the Wizards are 1-7, and seven, and D.C. United lost in a, a penalty kick shootout with Wayne Rooney missing a penalty kick. Um, it, it's been a tough week, but in typical D.C. fashion, we all remain hopeful that things will turn around this week, and... Um, And it's tough sometimes to be a a, a D.C. sports fan, but, you know, this is what we live for. For LP, for FP, this has been Defeating the Curse, minus Joe and Steve. Um, Who knows where they are, but we'll, we'll get them back on the show next time. Thanks for listening.